Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Irrahman Irrahim. Maliki Yomadin. Iyakana Budwa Iyakana Stahin. Idina Sarata Mustakim. Sarata Lazin and Amta Lehim. Hairil Mahdubi Alehim Waladali. Ah, me. One Nasruddin story. When Nasruddin's donkey fell ill, the mullah burst into tears. Why are you crying? asked his neighbor. The poor beast is still alive. But if he does die, I will have to bury him. Then save up for a new donkey. Then go to the donkey auction and then train the replacement. I'll have no time to grieve. Busy man. <laughs> All right, we're doing uh, Yajabar today. Uh, Alameen, why don't you read the first paragraph of it, please? He, Al-Jabbar, he's the repairer of the broken, the completer of the lackey, the one who can enforce his will without any opposition. Hadrat Ali used to pray, Yajabira Kuli Kasarin Waya Musahi La. Uli Hasarin, Ojabar, who puts together all that is broken and brings ease to every difficulty. Shall I go on? Or? No, that's good. That's good. Um, at the same time, Aljabar is the one who is able to enforce his will at all times and places without any opposition. This forcefulness makes submission a necessity. His forcefulness is within the destiny of all of his creation. The sun cannot say, I will not rise again. The wind cannot say, I will not blow again. Yet the human being is given a choice. We are also given the wisdom to know what is right and what is wrong. We are given freedom, yet the purpose of our creation is to know Allah, to find Allah, and to become the servant of Allah. But this is not enforced on us. Allah has left it to our wish. We find Al-Jabbar by knowing that the only place to go to repair our broken homes, to find peace in the confusion in which we find ourselves is to Allah. On those unhappy occasions of disobedience and revolt, if we run to take refuge in Allah's mercy before the coming of his punishment, from which no force can save us and from which there is nowhere to hide, we will find in this moment the recollection of Allah in his capacity as the forceful one. Yeah, Al-Jabba is the one who reflects Allah's force, who dominates everything and enforces Allah's will in the material and spiritual creations. If Al-Jabbar is the completer of the lacking and the repairer of the broken, and forceful one. Where do you see that? And if uh, it says here, he's able to enforce his will at all times and places without any opposition. Where do you see this in nature and in our culture? Because it's reflected, we, we tend to reflect all of Allah's names in the things both that we make, that we do, and that are also in nature. Can we call it bushfire, sure? Bushfire, how so? Is, um, you see that sometimes nature requires itself to be cleaned up and then regrown. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so 
so that's just okay so any of the elements not just fire but that happens with floods yes floods yes and storms earthquakes and yeah and earthquakes so any anything that is way beyond our ability to control volcanoes yeah. and things like that is a lot in motion in action and does a cleansing of whatever's around it no matter what the element so that that's the the forceful one power he also says it also says that he's the repairer illness how so well Allah has the power to make us ill <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also to heal us so I guess the immune system is part of that yeah. What's that? The immune system. The immune system. Okay. Would you think like the police as enforcers and enforcement mm -hmm. is a reflection of that in our culture? I think they used to be. They used to be. Very good. It depends. But that was the initial idea. The police comes from the polis meaning of the people. Not anymore. Like metropolis is a... Uh, a place of the, a large place of the people. A politician is another person of the people, same root. That was the intention behind it to be uh, protect the people. Where else do we see protection and repairing? Trauma, maybe emotional trauma or or some sort of uh, some some event, individual, personal event in the past that could chew or change your way of life or change your way of looking at things. And oh, okay. And yeah. So an emotional upsetting that changes mm. your direction. Mm. Or circumstance, yeah. Mm. So some kind of an emotional event where you have to make a choice. I was just listening to uh, interviews about the uh, Paralympics mm -hmm. and where this guy lost his leg and was really depressed and, and self-medicating until one moment he realizes, it's like one of those key events, he goes, you know, I don't have to do this. I can, <laughs> I can live my life completely differently. And he went and he, then he became part of the Paralympics and won a gold medal. Mm. But he had to come to that point where, where that was Real, the realization that there was no pathway that way. So, Sheikh, would that that moment be algebra? That's what we're saying, and and I'm open to discussing that. But on an emotional level, there's a, a place where we have to force ourselves into a new pathway. If we don't, and we continue, we're able to see in in that moment where this is going to lead, and we may not like that. Some, and that's, to me, the beginning of wisdom. When you can see the consequences of your actions, then you can have a choice. If you can't see the path that you're on and the choices in it, then you're a prisoner. Hmm. And then you don't have any, any power at all. And what this is also saying is Allah gives us the ability to make choices, or seemingly, <laughs> we don't know. I mean, the choices that we make may be are, you know, predestined, but we don't get to know any of that. 
we have to pretend that we have free will. <laughs> it's the illusion of free will, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alameen, anything you want to add to this? Oh, just a couple of things, Jake. One of the things that came up for me when we were talking about the word was uh, I have a plant in the backyard which Lisa really likes and the neighbour was cutting the next door tree and a branch fell and, and snapped, um, snapped the plant in half and over the last couple of weeks we've seen that the plant itself has restored itself and, and starting to grow. So I was thinking that maybe, yeah, that's a, an example. Um, the other thing was about, you know, sometimes we have broken bones, broken ribs, mm-hmm. that we can't uh, intervene, but it repairs itself yes. um, yeah. naturally. But the other thing that came up for me, which I just wanted to check out with you, was, um, you know, in the, in the Kampala, Al Jabada Kampala, that reading, sometimes in the readings, talking about uh, contraction and expansion and um, you've talked about sometimes when you're in a state of expansion and um, it's almost like the heart just wants to, you know, doing zikr and Allah in that automatic way. Is, 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 would, that be, would that be an example of al-jabaz, like you're compelled, the, the heart is compelled to do, you know, not to do zikr or be with Allah in that state of expansion? No, I don't. I don't see it as a compulsion. I see it more as a, a desire to be in synchronicity with with the with the law. Kind of like when you hear music and your body starts go, moving along with it in time with it. That there's this zikr of Allah is going on all the time, and when you realize it, the heart goes, "Yeah, that's where I want to be. That's what I want to be doing," and the heart. Well, in the Quran, it says, heart finds peace with the law of zikr. So the idea of that, that's its natural state. Mm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I just when I saw the word compeller, and I just thought, oh, I wonder if um, there may be something in that, but yeah, no. Yeah, it's more of a, I'm getting more of the enforcer, because compeller is more with yakahar. As, as, as I understand it, what do you think? Yeah. yeah it's like the, uh, the, the, the other side of the coin. Yeah. Yakahar is the one who compels us. That there, There's no standing in the way of what Yakahar wants. I mean, it will happen. That's There's no, <laughs> there's no doubt there. Bawa Muyadin says about Yajibaris, talks about it as the repairer, the restorer, the irresistible, and all compelling, omnipotent, and almighty. And here, here's another way to think about this the one who makes imperfect things in creation perfect. Which brings up a really interesting subject about what is the difference between perfection and imperfection. And if Allah is the restorer of things that have been imperfect and to make them perfect again, what does that mean? I mean, that's that's a rather large topic. So, for example, our body is not 
perfect because we have to have things to to catch diseases and things get broken, things get sick, things get messed up. Uh, and yet at the same time, it's in a state of what I talked about last time, harmonic dynamics, <laughs> which I'm still trying to understand. But the idea that it's a, a state of balance, which is in a fluid environment in the sense that it has to keep changing to remain the same. If our body stopped or if anything stopped, we'd die. The blood has to keep being pushed around. We have to keep oxygenating our blood and we can then keep alive. Any of those things stop and the whole system shuts down. So in this case, if, a, if Yajabar is the restorer, okay, the first thing I think of is breathing itself because we're restoring uh, depleted oxygen with new breath every, what about, every 30 times a minute or more, depending on what we're doing. So where else might you see Al-Jabbar, the restorer? And what is this idea of perfection? Definitely not the same as society's idea of perfection. No. The restorer, the irresistible, the repairer, all-compelling, omnipotent, and almighty, the one who makes perfect things in creation perfect. One who makes imperfect things in creation perfect. So if you're perfect, there's nothing for us to come here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, like, going through the macams mm -hmm. about the creation of perfection. So it's a long process, but eventually we get somewhere closer to perfect anyway. Yeah. So... If you think of perfection more as a process and yeah. taking place in time. It's not instant. It's never going to be instant, but... We could have instant coffee. Yeah, but that's not perfect. Depends on who you're talking to. Well, that's true. <laughs> Still true. Because so, if everything was perfect, then there's nothing to strive for, nothing to look forward to, nothing to work for, to yeah. So, so perfection also adds value. Yeah. If mm -hmm. if I can use that as a, as a as um as a system of of well, you know, cleansing, purifying, perfecting, and and getting better at what we were talking earlier about being in a synchronicity with the law and trying to keep our, ourselves getting closer to that idea of doing what Allah wants us to be doing. So in that sense, that's kind of cool and, and helps us maybe as repairer, helps us to be able to see our nafs uh, and make adjustments. I think, the, I think the irresistible part is what is confusing with the compelling part. Because he is the he is the irresistible restorer, and so he his his restoration is very compelling. So I think it's the irresistible part which is um, 
which has a sense of power to it. Yeah, so when you're hungry, it has to be irresistible, right? The food? Yeah, true. To fill yeah, yourself? Yajavar restores balance and uh, restores the original state irresistibly. Yeah, uh, by irresistible means that it elemental force that cannot be stopped. Yes. You can't stand in front of a tidal wave and go, stop. Yes. It's, it's going to come whether you will or not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so that sort of becomes the Kahar sort of thing of Jamar. You know, that, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's a sort of compelling aspect of this. Okay. So, uh, and that's why one of the, another reason why we do Zikr is so that we we can get in sync with that power, that energy, uh, and not try and be it, but be part of it. And it restores us back to our, our, our healthy state. So when we're sick, Yajavar might be something that we, we call on to help us get well. But I think it, it's, a, it's a very powerful name that I, I, I wouldn't want to use too much of. Because commonly for it's Yashafi that is used, isn't it? Yeah. For healing rather than Yashafi. Yeah. Yajapa. Yajapa, I think. You know, Yashafi is healing, as in if you're sick um, mentally or physically. Um, but I feel Yajapa is probably a lot deeper because it's talking about being broken. Right, and it's very major events in one's life or circumstances mm. that actually break a person. Can, can, mm. Does that you make need something sense? a little bit more than just more than yeah, yeah. just you need something to be yeah. forced out type of thing. So yeah, like you know, for instance, when you look at the refugees, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know that is like being broken. Their spirit is being broken, or if you look at a horse being broken in um you know so horse whisperers i see as being the the repairer of that or if you like the connection you know mm. so that's how i would see it is is, is the, the brokenness if you like in spirit which i think is far deeper mm. than physical mental as in yashafi the idea of when something gets broken that that's there's a lot of force that has to happen for things to, mm -hmm. to break. So, and therefore, uh, equal and opposite energy is required to repair. Mm -hmm. Of course, things are repaired not usually as quickly as they're broken. Yeah, even if you look at it from one perspective, as, as, as yeah. I can say more. But if someone's shoulder is dislocated, You've got to put it with force. Yeah, that's right. Whereas you can't say, heal, heal, and ask you to heal by itself. Like, you know, you've yeah. got to force it, and then the healing process comes in. Because it's out of joint. Out of joint, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Whereas when a bone is broken, it takes up to six weeks to ten weeks yep. to repair. In healing, it sounds like Yajabar is used for repairing things that have been destroyed or really hurt yep. badly uh, I can I can see that and, and you mentioned the idea of the elements like bushfires and floods mm -hmm. and uh, tidal waves and tsunamis and hurricanes and 
lava and volcanoes as part of Yajabar. Yeah. These are irresistible forces. Even, um, uh, this is a bit of trivia as well, they talk in Perth about the free mental doctor, that every afternoon um, people used to keep the, the front and the rear doors open. So it went through. It's so that the wind that comes through takes any illnesses in the house. Oh. That's why they used to call it the Fremantle Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fremantle, the, the winds that come from the Fremantle side of Western Australia. Oh, is that I it see. actually takes the, through the house. So people used to keep the front and um, the back doors open so they just go through the house rather than stay oh. getting. Each of these names, like I say, is a, a doorway, a, a portal to understanding a lot, and each one has its own qualities, energies, colors, uh, vibrations, and they all connect up with each other. But learning how to work with each one helps us to understand aspects of a law, especially when we don't understand a situation. We look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's Yajabar. Um, so someone like, for instance, like a plumber coming to fix up a plumbing, um, would that be an example of Yajabar? I'd say an aspect of it, sure, because they're restoring something. But there's going to be other names that are more specific for restoration. But Yajabar is more involved in, I'd say, more of like pipe bending, you know, where something requires a lot of force to to restore, like setting the the shoulder blade or when when things are out of kilter they need Yajabar to be put back into place there's going to be other names that are more about gently restoring things like a plumber more like we need a, a bulldozer to clear the area we need some power heavy <laughs> heavy machinery like you're renovating a house yeah mm-hmm. yeah you need some you know Knockdown rebuild. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's knockdown right. rebuild as opposed to like restoring your antique. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're gonna need a sledgehammer stuff. here. Yeah. Not so much the plumber, more like bulldozers kind of thing. Yeah. Do a little bit more Nasruddin story. So there's something called house calls. Nasruddin was collecting firewood in the mountains. He was cursing himself for traveling so far from home without having thought to pack anything to eat when a stranger appeared and cried. My brother is very ill. Where can I find a doctor? Nazarene replies, I'm a doctor. And he was immediately led to the patient's house. On entering, he was given a large bowl of, I don't know how to pull P-U-L-A-O? And a pot of green tea. When he had finished his meal, he turned his attentions to the sick man, covered him with more blankets and placed his feet in iced water. He told the patient's wife before leaving the house. He had hardly gone a few yards when the man caught up with him. So much for your medical advice. <laughs> My brother has just expired. <laughs> that is unfortunate. But look on the bright side. If I if I had, had not had that palau, I might have died too. <laughs> <laughs> Preserving the fish. Nasruddin was crossing the ocean when another passenger turned on him. The captain tells me that you have travelled far and wide. So tell me, why is the sea so salty? Because it is regularly sprinkled with salt, 
so that the fish don't go bad, the muller swiftly <laughs> For safekeeping. One summer's day, the mare was overcome by heat and went for a swim in the nearby stream. Nazuddin, who was passing, heard the mare splashing about and took his turban and coat. <laughs> Two days later, the, man's, the mare saw Nazruddin in town and recognised his dazzling coat and turban as his own. How dare you steal my clothes? I will have you whipped, he threatened. I didn't steal your clothes, but I took them for safekeeping. I am just on my way to your house to return them and collect my reward. <laughs> Nazruddin rushed up into the throne room and threw himself at the king's feet. Your majesty, Allah has made me a saint and told me to take my place at court. Are you insane? I must be. Why else would I have agreed to be a saint in your court? Assalamu alaikum, Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment, rental, services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.